before dawn Every man has a story And the story goes on From a granddad's eyes To a newborn son farm is in my blood We all benefit from Michigan farm families who take pride in perfecting the art and science of growing fresh, high-quality foods and products year after year. Local Michigan farmers nurture what nature gives them, growing some of the most popular foods and products. Did you know that we rank number one in the nation in more than 15 products? In fact, more than 50,000 local farm families help to grow and raise more than 300 different great tasting, high quality, fresh foods and products, making us the second most agriculturally diverse state in the nation. Hello, I'm Carla Wardine. Thank you for listening so much. Today, I'm speaking with Katie Serbinski, who is a registered dietitian and director of communications for the Michigan Beef Industry Commission. Hello, Katie. Hi, Carla. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're on the program. Tell me how you got started in your career in the first place. Yeah, so I um, I, I take a lot of pride in having a non-traditional um, role as a registered dietitian. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of my colleagues are in the clinical or food service realm. And um, when I was in grad school, we had a, um, a guest speaker come in who was a registered dietitian that worked for the National Dairy Council. Mm-hmm. And I was just immediately taken with um, you know, her messaging and her materials and just the passion that she had mm-hmm. um, for her job. And I thought, you know what? I mean, I love to cook. I love to talk. <laughs> um, science is great and all, but I was like, how do I get in a role like that? So, um, yeah, I when I graduated, I moved to California, and um, there was an opening with the California Beef Council for mm-hmm. with the registered dietitian position, and I was their first ever registered dietitian, and. Um, kind of stayed in the industry ever since. That was about um, eight years ago. Great. And staying in the industry ever since, what are you doing now as Director of Communications for the Michigan Beef Industry Commission? Yeah, so I um, lived in California for a few years, and then my home has always been Metro Detroit. Um, So moved back to Michigan, started my family, and just um, stay connected in the industry with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, um, and then with the Michigan Beef Industry Commission and their staff there, um, can't speak highly enough of um, my boss, George Quackenbush. Um, oh, yeah. And so, you know, similar to my role in California, you know, there's just, um, there's a need, and I think this, you know, is across the board in any, any food industry, um, to have, like, a credible, um, a credible I guess, voice um, Mm -hmm. of information, you know, out there. Someone on staff who can, you know, relay those, you know, health and nutrition messages to consumers, um, but that also has, like, the science and research background. And, um, you know, the MBIC, Michigan Beef Industry Commission, really saw a need for that because, um, you know, in the beef industry, all of our messaging and materials, you know, nutrition is at the forefront. Mm -hmm. That's what you know, consumers and your everyday person, you know, that's what they're concerned about right now. Um, And so it's my job to work with both health professionals in the state, 
um, and consumers in the state to uh, make them feel comfortable in choosing, you know, making healthy choices with beef. What kind of questions do people ask you about eating beef? And what is your messaging? What do you tell them? Oh, gosh. I think, you know, right now, because of the state of our state, mm -hmm. and, um, <laughs> you know, I think just the world in general, this pandemic, uh -huh. um, people are concerned a lot about cost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're cooking more at home, they're making three meals or more a day. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they're, a lot of their budget is going to groceries. Yeah. And so I get a lot of questions about, you know, certain cuts and cooking methods, um, you know, biggest bang for your buck sort of thing. Mm -hmm. and, and more often than not, you know, I will direct an individual to leaner cuts of beef just because... You know, it's kind of my wheelhouse, and um, it's just how I feed my family. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'll also just refer them to our websites, whether that be, you know, mibeef.org or beefhitswhatsfordinner.com, because we just have, like, a plethora of recipes and, you know, information about cuts and cooking methods. Um, yeah, I guess that that's kind of it. Aside from recipes and talking about what you should buy, do you have people asking the why you should buy if beef is something that they should be eating in general? Definitely. Um, you know, you can never, I, I feel like especially now with just, um, you know, the, the, um, the government just launched uh, our 2020 to 2025 dietary guidelines for Americans. Mm -hmm. um, and these guidelines are like the basis for health professionals um, to use, you know, this messaging and all of their nutrition programming. And so, um, you know, beef, lean meat, including beef, was, um, it wasn't is still recommended as part of um, a healthy diet mm -hmm. and um, was part of the recommendations for the dietary guidelines for Americans. Um, and so for me, I take the latest beef nutrition research and kind of package that into, um, you know, just relatable messages for your everyday consumer. Mm -hmm. um, and so with the dietary guidelines for us, it's, it's sort of like, you know, we want to make every bite count and no other, no other protein, whether that's plant or animal uh, based protein provides the nutrition package that beef does in, you know, 170 calories in about three ounce serving portion. So we take a lot of pride in that and, and really just want to make people feel comfortable um, that they're making a smart choice, a heart healthy choice, a, a, a strong choice for both physical and mental health when they choose beef. That is so interesting and the statistics that you have on it and the information you have on it is so great because people can ask you about it and they know that you know the science behind all of it too. When you're working with the Beef Council, what is your relationship with working with farmers too? Is this something that people ask you about, about the farming aspect of it? Is it something that you need to take into consideration when you talk to people about it? Definitely. And, you know, I always, um, 
I, you know, a hand is raised right away. <laughs> There's typically a question about, you know, sustainability. That's huge right now mm -hmm. um, because people are not only wanting to know where their food com comes from, they want to know, like, how beef gets from farm to table, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, I think this is like a double-edged sword here, and you can Google almost anything, <laughs> and you can Google what you want to find, right? Yeah. So whether you have like a preconceived notion, and that's positive or negative, you're going to find anything on the internet to, um, to reinforce your thoughts, right? So, mm -hmm. um, lucky for us, we have, I mean, the, the research is ongoing in just the sustainability realm of the industry. And, you know, for myself, I did not grow up in a farming or ranching background, but I did grow up with beef at the center of my plate. So I know for me, like from a nutrition and health standpoint, I feel completely confident in feeding my family all choices mm -hmm. of beef, you know, whether that's conventional, natural, organic, you know, um, and lucky for everyone, you know, there are choices of beef out there to kind of fit whatever your personal preference might be. Um, and I just ensure individuals, you know, and direct them to our resources that we have um, online about sustainability and beef production. And, you know, if we get more targeted questions or something that's a little more um, in depth, then we definitely put them in touch with um, a farmer or a rancher. That's great. And I want to tell you this, at one point in my life, I decided that I wasn't going to eat meat and then I could not maintain my iron levels no matter what I did and uh, I went right back to it and my gosh I love eating meat I am <laughs> aside from being a farmer it's wonderful <laughs> your energy went through the roof right <laughs> I feel so great I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> <laughs> speaking of energy levels you mentioned your kids can you tell me about them Sure, yeah, so I have um, four little mouths that I feed um, <laughs> when I'm not, not wearing my registered dietitian work hat. Um, I have uh, three boys and a girl. My boys are seven, six, and two, and then my daughter is four years old, and um, they are my toughest food critics. <laughs> they are like... Oh my gosh, and lucky for me though, they all love beef, so it's so <laughs> funny. My son, he was like, Mom, look at this picture I made for you at school, he's in kindergarten, and they're they're lucky enough to be in person right now. Good. Um, he's like, I, I practice spelling beef, and he just like had this big piece of paper, and he was writing beef all over it, and I'm like, oh, geez. I'm your teacher's not a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that would go, but... Uh, sounds like he's really good at communications, too. <laughs> it looks like yeah. he has a future. <laughs> he's our messenger. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's fun. What do they like best? And when you say that they're your toughest food critics, what do they like and what do they dislike? Oh. Well, you know, they... That's interesting because, you know, there's obviously... I think no matter what your age, we can all add a little extra fruit vegetables to our diets. Yeah. Um, they love any fruit or vegetable raw, but as mm -hmm. soon as I like cook it, I mean, 
more specifically vegetables, you know, we eat those cooked in meals or casseroles, you know, soups. As soon as it's cooked, they won't touch it. So, I mean, I find myself, I have this, um, I deconstruct dinner. So, like, if you were to have, like, a casserole, right, um, mm-hmm. I kind of give them a deconstructed version of the casserole. And sometimes it's raw because, I mean, not the protein, but, you know, the vegetables <laughs> are raw because they'll eat them that way, but they won't eat them cooked. And I don't know, I just, the other night, my son, like, actually ate, like, fajitas and the, the peppers. This is my oldest son, the seven-year-old. And I'm like, okay, it does get better. This this is all just a season of time. It will change, but. It um, is so funny. Yes, uh, my kids also prefer their vegetables. I mean, they're a little bit older, so they will eat things. But, yes, they would just rather them be raw. And what's easier than cutting up raw vegetables? It's much easier than making a casserole. <laughs> Oh, totally. Yeah. I, yes. And, and they like to dip it in ranch and ketchup. And I'm like, ketchup's kind of the weird one, but whatever. You know what? It's going down. <laughs> We're not wasting food. And that, that's, that's important for me right now, too. So. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm glad that you are working with them on that. What else do your kids like to do and what do you like to do with them? Yeah, we are just, you know, I find even with you know, restrictions and things being closed right now, we are at our best selves. We're just out and about. Um, Like I mentioned, I live in Metro Detroit, and we just have so many parks um, nearby. So no matter what the temp, I'm, like, bundling everyone up, and we are just outside when they're not in school. Um, We do a lot of um, just pick up soccer games, basketball Mm -hmm. games, you know, running around at the park. Nice that you had your own team. Yeah, good Good job on that. (laughs) George Quackenbush, who else mentored you or helped you in your path to your career? Oh, gosh. Um, good question. <laughs> I would say, I mean, I give so much credit to my um, my parents. Oh, both right. always put um, or helped me put, you know, education um, just as the most important thing. And, and they, um, you know, did just, I don't know, they both went to Michigan State, my brother went to Michigan State, I feel like I just grew up around the university mm-hmm. and the people, and um, I just always knew, I always knew, grew up knowing I was going to be a Spartan, and then when Great. I got there, I was like, what do I do with my life? <laughs> they, never, they never, like, pressured me, they were just like, you know, try this class, try that class, but we really want you to finish in four years, you know? <laughs> um, so... Yeah, really my parents, they they just kind of, whatever I excelled in, they made sure I was getting more experience in that area. Oh, that's great. Um, 
And definitely just, you know, like I mentioned, I've just kind of been in and out of different roles in the beef industry and with different organizations, whether that was California Beef Council, mm-hmm. Michigan Beef, or um, I worked for National Cattlemen's Beef Association for a while. And you know what? There's a reason I stick within the industry, and that's because of the people. Um, I've had the opportunity to visit farms and ranches all over the U.S., and I just, no matter where I lived, I always felt home in the industry, and that's just the people, you know, um, just salt of the earth, um, kind, hardworking, genuine individuals, and um, I just, I always feel like I'm home when I'm, when I'm working uh, with or talking to a producer. It's really comforting. That is such a nice statement, and uh, just, I think everyone likes to hear that. That is really lovely. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. (laughs) After Michigan State, where did you go on to school? Um, I went to graduate school in Cleveland um, at Case Western Reserve University. Um, So I did a combined, so in order to become a registered dietitian, you had to do a dietetic internship post-undergrad, it's sort of like a year of student teaching mm-hmm. um, before you can take your licensing exam. So I did a combined internship and master's program um, at Case Western. Great. And so um, my master's is in public health nutrition. And that's sort of what led me out to California because I had to do an out-of-state internship um, during or out-of-state rotation during my internship. And I was um, in Northern California. with the um, California Department of Public Health, and then decided when I graduated to move back out there for a little bit. Hooray! Since a lot of this comes back to your career in the beef industry also, what's your favorite? If you are going out or if you're at home, what do you like to eat the most beef-wise? Oh my gosh. Okay, this is so basic, but (laughs) because I cannot cook a hamburger just saved a life for me. Like when I go out to eat, I will. I'm I kind of like a burger connoisseur. So wherever we go, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try the burger here. Um, it's very basic, but I can't cook one. And I can't grill. One. It's the truth. Um, but at home, I am big on like batch cooking because of you know I love to have leftover. Mm-hmm. So I will just. Um, Oh gosh, anything, whether that's like a roast or, um, gosh, I, I lately I've been doing a lot of plank steak mm. and, um, doing that in the slow cook. I feel like just this time of year, slow cooking. Um, but if you're looking for a specific recipe, that's my absolute favorite on the beef. It's what's for dinner website. It's Chipotle sloppy Joe's with crunchy coleslaw topping. It's a mouthful. <laughs> I have been making that recipe for over 10 years. And it has been, if I'm like entertaining, oh, there's also, ooh, one last one, sorry. This is like, now I'm going to be talking food. Do not food. apologize. Food farming always comes back to food. <laughs> it's a spinach and arugula lasagna. Oh, also on the Beef It's What's For Dinner website. So both of those recipes, oh my gosh. I make them, I mean, Sloppy Joe's when you're entertaining sounds a little funny, but I mean, typically I'm feeding parents and young children yeah. and everyone just <laughs> loves the recipe. So it's really, really good. And the lasagna one is great for just like a regular weeknight or holiday. 
Um, so those are my two favorite. That's funny that you say sloppy joes sounds funny when you're entertaining because that is my go-to when I'm entertaining because you need a crock pot full of food that you can eat at any point for anyone stopping in at any time. <laughs> oh, 100%. I know. And it's funny because George at Michigan Beef, he's like, you're certainly a ground beef girl. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Why well, try to be something you're not? You know, it, does, it does the trick for any occasion. Uh, I agree. I agree. Um, I want to ask about your other job that you do. Can you talk to me about mom-to-mom -mom nutrition? Yeah, so... Um, when I, um, so mom-to-mom -mom nutrition is sort of like my other baby. Um, <laughs> I started that blog, um, six years ago. So, um, when I uh, had my first child, I realized, you know, blogs were kind of up and coming and there was just a need, at least for me and, you know, my group of friends and having young children, you're kind of, you're home a lot and it's a little isolating. Mm -hmm. And I, I was really feeling a need to connect with other parents and just kind of share. Um, obviously my expertise is on the nutrition and food side of things, but I also found that I liked connecting about mom stuff too. Mm -hmm. So, um, I am lucky enough to be able to do that um, outside of, you know, my beef hours or my mom hours even. So <laughs> I, um, I have Bonson on Nutrition, which is, you know, just a, a food and um, a lifestyle blog, I guess you'd call it, where, where I share, you know, what works and what doesn't when it comes to feeding my kids and um, raising them as well, mm -hmm. which as they get older, I mean, the problems. Well, what is it? Oh, my mom would say like five and under, everything's very physical, but five and over, things get really mental. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm sure you can too, right? Oh, it's so funny as you have older kids and then your friends with younger kids will be like, oh, we're doing potty training. And, you know, you're, you, in the moment, it sounds like such a big deal. And then later you're like, Every kid is potty trained at some point. Like, don't worry about it. But you can't say that to somebody in the moment. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My mom, she taught kindergarten for, like, 20 years. And when I was speaking of potty training, I was so worried. My One of my children wasn't going to become potty trained. And she was like, Katie, I never met a five-year-old who came into kindergarten who wasn't potty trained. You want them to do it at age two. Come on, get over with these diapers. Yeah. I'm so tired of it. <laughs> oh my goodness. What about the upcoming year? What do you have planned? What goals do you have for 2021? Yeah, I, um, for me, I obviously would, you know, on the mom to mom nutrition side, I just want to keep the momentum and keep connecting and find, um, new people that I can, that I can reach and help. Um, I, I started a new newsletter and, um, that's been going over really well where I share like a weekly meal plan and some new posts from the week prior. Um, I, let's see from the Michigan beef industry commission side of things, you know, again, it's very similar that the two really, um, 
complement each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of my my work is um, it's it's the same, you know, newsletters. And for me, I just I want to get the message out there to um, I kind of have this like tier of who I'm working with. First mm-hmm. and foremost, you know, health professionals just know, hey, there's a registered dietitian on staff at Michigan Beef, and here are all the great resources we have for you. And we hope that you know you'll share them with your your audience because um, you know food. I find. And you know this too. It's kind of like the one thing we can control right now, you know. Yeah. And, and people are more conscious, more than ever, about what they're putting into their bodies for like enjoyment and disease prevention, with the, like twofold there. So um, I just want to create more of an awareness for health professionals within the state, and then ultimately consumers too. That um, you know. We have resources and recipes and research um, that we're here for you. So, um, yeah, I guess 2021 is going to be just a lot of outreach and mm-hmm. connecting and, um, you know, just engaging. And that's that's, that's exciting to me. It's um, simple, and sometimes I think simple the better. You know? <laughs> simple and exciting that... does go together really well and if you want to say those websites one more time for people to get them sure so um, we have Michigan Beef um, mibeef.org and then um, beefitswhat'sfordinner.com and then uh, my own website momtomomnutrition.com Katie, thank you for your outreach. Thank you for spreading the message to everyone. And thank you for talking with me today. Thank you, Carla. It's been wonderful. Um, I hope we can do it again sometime. Thank you again for joining the Michigan Grown, Michigan Great podcast. It's indeed great to get to know the Michigan farmers behind local products in our marketplace. Supporting local farmers in your community is easy when you live in Michigan. We all benefit from the bounty of locally grown foods fresh from our state's family farmers. Thank you to Bex for helping us tell the stories of farmers through permission to use the Henningsons Why I Farm song. It's an honor that we share to highlight real people and real farmers who are passionate about agriculture. Join us again soon as we discover more farm stories directly from local farm families. And to find more information about Michigan food and farming systems, please visit michigangrown.org. It's more than just a little